Welcome to Worship in the Word. Today we're going to be talking about the chief sinner, and we're turning to the gospel um, according to Paul, 1 Timothy uh, chapter 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the commandment of God, our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ, which is our hope. Unto Timothy, my own son in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. Okay. So, Apostle Paul mentored Timothy, and uh, he's writing this epistle to him, instructing him about the gospel of Jesus Christ, about leadership. Uh, and he begins with a, a blessing, a word of blessing. He said, uh, grace, mercy, and peace be unto you. Now, grace is um, in the Hebrew roots. It's, it's about acceptance into the camp. Uh, it's about... Um, sometimes called the unmerited favor of God. Uh, mercy is, is uh, God accepting us even though we are sinful and broken people. And peace, the Hebrew word for peace is shalom. It's a manifold blessing, uh, which means wholeness, completeness, success, prosperity, integrity. It's a, a blessing of everything that we need from God. And uh, he, Paul is pl uh, praying for these blessings to rest upon his protege, uh, Timothy. Go ahead. As I besought that to um, abide well still in Ephesus, when I went into Macedonia, that thou mightest charge some that they teach no other doctrine. Okay. A doctrine is, is something that is taught. It's a basic teaching. And um, people oftentimes tend to get off on different tangents and... Um, and get away from the core values of, of what they're supposed to be teaching. And, and he's instructing Timothy to follow the core values of, of the doctrine of Christ that I taught you. Okay, go ahead. Neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies which minister questions rather than Godly edifying, which is in faith. Okay. So do. Fables are stories, uh, interesting stories. Uh, genealogies are about uh, 
our inheritance of generations. And so uh, there was a tendency to get off into these various uh, side venues and neglect the core teaching of the doctrine of Christ, which is about the healing and transformation, transformational power of God in the lives of people. It's about how God can change people from being sinful to being holy. Okay, go ahead. Now the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unfeigned. Okay, so charity is love. It's a kind of love that's giving. If, if we're not loving people, um, then we're not of God because God is love. So whatever I teach has to be uh, directed out of love. There has to be a love. Uh, and he says it has to come out of a pure heart. Uh, I have no other agenda than to uh, bring forth the good news of, of Jesus Christ to people. And um, uh, as he said, you have to have a good conscience. I have a clear conscience. I'm, I'm not doing this for money. Um, and uh, of faith unfeigned. Uh, unfeigned would mean... It's got to be a strong faith. It has to be stalwart faith. Even though when things look like they're crashing in and and uh, uh, so we've we've had a word from God and uh, it's it's to remain uh, like Abraham. Abraham is our father of faith and and he received the promise of a child and and he had to wait twenty five years for that promise to manifest itself. So he, re he re and he re when he believed, when he first believed, he had um, a name change from Abraham, Abram to Abraham, but uh, that was meant the father of many nations, but he didn't have that baby, uh, that promised baby for a long time. So we have to remain in faith, even though it may not seem like things are going right. Uh, Got to have that faith. Okay, go ahead. From which some, having uh, swer swerved, have turned aside unto vain janglings. Okay. Uh, they they get off. People can get off. If, if you're not grounded in the Word of God, you can get into vain means vanity. And vanity... Uh, uh, is not popular with God. God wants humility. And uh, so we don't want to uh, move off in the side of, of vanity, which means we're trusting in ourselves instead of God. Okay, go ahead. Desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say, not whereof they aff affirm. Okay. So, in order to be a teacher, you have to live what you're preaching. Now, uh, Jesus 
criticized the scribes and the Pharisees. He said, uh, they sit in Moses' seat, so whatsoever they say, do. But uh, don't do what they do because they say and they do not. So the test of a preacher is not always uh, what he says. He can speak the truth, but if he isn't living the, living the truth, then uh, he becomes a, a hypocrite, a fake preacher. And so uh, I have to, if I'm going to preach something, I have to strive to live what I'm preaching, and this is what I uh, am. I haven't totally attained, but I am striving. I'm working to, to be what the Word says I should be. Okay, go ahead. We know that the law is good if a man use it lawfully, knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and for sinners, for unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers. Okay, let me break in here. Uh, the law is, the uh, Bible says that the law is holy. And the law begins in the Bible, in the Torah, in the teaching, and it manifested itself in culture. Uh, uh, part of the Noahide law, the, the seven laws that were given to Noah, was one of them was to create courts of justice. So... Uh, if you're speeding down the highway, uh, like I used to do sometimes, uh, and get a speeding ticket, um, that that uh, the speed limits are set for people like me that were speeding, and I had to learn after getting tickets and paying fines that uh, it was wise, it was fruitful, and saved me a lot of money <laughs> uh, when I obeyed the law. And if, uh, if we can uh, uh, obey the, the word of God, the laws of God, it will save us a lot of pain. It will bring blessings to our life. Um, and um, so these laws uh, are meant for people that are uh, sinners, okay, Continue on, we're, we're, we're talking about the different types of sinners here. For whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, for man-stealers, for liars, for perjured persons, and if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which is committed to my trust. Okay. So, uh, the glorious gospel applies to every one of these sinners. I want you to think about that. We can read through this thing and we can pass over it and not really understand what he's talking about, but he's saying that, that the glorious gospel 
which is transformational, can transform a whoremonger or a murderer, someone that's dis, uh, disobedient, a profane person. Um, and and it, it puts the inclusionary thing of if there be any other thing that's contrary to what that which is right. So no matter what you've done, God has a plan uh, for your life to transform you as a sinner into a righteous and holy uh, child of God. Go ahead. And I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who hath enabled me for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Okay. So uh, Paul is saying that uh, he is thankful that, that Jesus Christ enabled him uh, to become uh, fruitful. putting him into the ministry, making a man of God out of him. The message today is, no matter what, where you came from or what you did, God has a plan to make you into a man or a woman of God. Go ahead. Who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in an unbelief. Okay. Oftentimes, we do things ignorantly. And, um, uh, but he's saying that he was a blasphemer. That's someone who speaks against God. Uh, he was a persecutor. He persecuted the church. Uh and injurious. He was a thug. He would go into church meetings and grab people and beat them up and drag them off and put them in jail or prison. And he even was a part of the stoning and murder of Stephen, uh, that uh, wonderful saint of God that uh, spoke a, a beautiful one of the most beautiful passages in the Bible, he spoke, and as he was being stoned, he, he said, I, I, I forgive them that do this. He, he was just a, a wonderful man of God. And so Paul had all of this history against him. You would think he would be the least likely person that God would choose to be a man. And, and, and maybe this is... The way that you think about yourself, maybe you think you're the least likely person that God would choose to, to be a, a child of God and to, and to speak about the wonderful things of the gospel. Go ahead. And the grace of our Lord Jesus, of our Lord, was exceeding abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. Okay. 
he's saying that in his life, he experienced the grace of God. The grace of God overwhelmed him. He got zapped in the head with a lightning bolt, and it blinded him. And uh, he said, who, who is, who? And he heard a voice um, speaking, and he said, who are you? And he said, I'm the one you've been persecuting. I am Jesus, uh, Yeshua, the Messiah. And... Uh, that's what it took to turn him around. Sometimes we, you and I, have to experience some real strong things in our life before we turn to God. I don't know what it might be in your life. Um, maybe it's something that somebody did to abuse you, or maybe it's something you did to somebody, or maybe it's somebody in your family, maybe it could be uh, your parent or maybe it's your child, Some something that's triggered you. It, it's more than you can handle. It's, it, it's just horrible. Well, you can turn this thing over to God and watch God work his grace upon your life. Watch him restore you. Watch him give you joy back in your life. Hallelujah. Uh, okay, finish it up here. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance. Okay. This thing everybody can accept. Everybody can look at this thing and say, yeah, I, I can accept that. Go ahead. That Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Okay. Oh, man. This it's hard to get a grip, put your mind around uh, this. This this guy wrote uh, most all of the epistles. He was an evangelist that traveled the known world and created, uh, through his efforts, he was beaten. And you can read his his uh, about his some of his uh, things that happened to him, shipwrecked and beaten, bitten by a poisonous snake and just a lot of horrible things, and yet uh, he was instrumental. He was powerfully used of God. What, what do you think God can do with your life? He, he, he wants to make you. He made Paul a trophy of grace. See, the, the wasn't the... the the major point wasn't all of the bad things he did. The, the major point is how God transformed him. He was, he was the chiefest. And in Hebrew, uh, they call sinners that seek uh, the, the one true and living God, they call them Baal Teshuvas. And when they overcome something, they, they get a merit for that. And so he had a lot of merit badges. When I was a Boy Scout, uh, you would get, you would do a, you would achieve a certain thing and then you would get a merit badge. So I had a whole bunch of merit badges uh, from all the different things. Well, Paul had a lot of merit badges that uh, with God and uh, uh, you too can become a trophy of grace. And this is what my message is. My call is today to reach out and say, hey, sinner, uh, no matter what you did, the call is out on your life, 
And you can be used of God. You can be a child of God. And you can have uh, joy and speakable. And you can be full of the glory of God. And you can have an eternal life with God. God bless you. They pray.